Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Hey. We're all losers. We're all losers. Game one, fans back in the garden. Uh, and it, look, it could have been ugly. Could have been uglier. This could have been a boom off the court first game back for the Celtics if it went the way it was going 15 0 i mean what did you like it, that <laughs> i mean if, and then 15 0 run makes it, respect, makes it respectable this is like the flip side of that first new orleans game where they they played really well for three and a half quarters you know three plus quarters lose mm-hmm. by blow the 24 point lead and you're like well should we commend them for playing their best three quarters of basketball this season or the collapse and this right. this was um this game really got away from them fast. Uh, they completely stopped playing in the third quarter, big deficit. And then they make that run late, so you feel a little better about it. So I don't know which one it is. So I'll, you guys start here. And then obviously we have possibly one of the worst debuts in Boston sports history tonight. We'll get into it in a little bit. I don't know how else you're going to put it. You, yeah. you can't. You can't. Wasn't quite the Isaiah debut. <laughs> you, you, you can't have a worse you can't have a worse stat line than four than forty eight had tonight. Funny, it's funny Bobby says that because Isaiah got ejected in LA that game. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I, I love the story. I forget who had it, but I love the story of him telling uh, one of the PR guys, like, man, I don't know, something's kind of going to think up some sort of loose can. They're like, are you kidding me? Boston's going to love that. They love like, that. They stuff. love to get ejected against the Lakers. So yeah, yeah. And- I would take the ejection over this for sure. Marcus yeah. Smart tried to play that card tonight, but it's not going to work. <laughs> no, man. What was that? Uh, so it was bad. So let's let, let's go around the horn. Just overall thoughts on tonight. What was what's what's the game story in your opinion? Well, I'm not worried about Fournier. He didn't look too involved and didn't get on the ball a ton. It was Smart. Smart was absolutely horrific. Evil like smart. as bad as you can be. Yeah, yeah. this is one of his worst <laughs> games ever. And you saw after he pulled the half court heave. 
that the team just imploded. I mean, everybody was like, what was that? And then all of a sudden they're watching Zion fly by them. Ingram's getting to the free throw line 12 times. Well, and their defense just reached a new low. It wasn't great to start the game, but after that it just completely opened up because I think the whole team was yeah. like, what What just happened? And then now they were down by 13. I swear I'm not doing this to be a contrarian, Bobby, because I, I, was, I thought Smart was brutal all game. However – that comeback in large part had to do with putting him on Zion. Um, and that made right. a big difference because nobody else was able to keep Zion in front of him, whatever they tried. And then Smart got that, you know, got the offensive foul, got a couple things rolling and made it harder for him um, where yeah. he had to work. That matchup, that, that, that paid off. So he, he definitely atoned for it a little bit late, but you're right. It was uh, someone else tweeted that too. After that weird half court heave, it was just, you know, it was a weird Marcus game for sure. Yeah, things got weird after that for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's an interesting part to, to point out in this game. But I think the part where things started to turn for the worst for the Celtics was when when, when Tatum got that flagrant foul against Brandon Ingram. Now I don't know if this was a if this is a rivalry that started the last time these two played each other, but there was something going on between those two, and it was good for Tatum, right? It was good for Tatum in that first quarter, in that first half, and overall because he was certainly terrific and he was superstar Tatum the one we've been talking about the last couple of games or so. But I thought when that happened, when him and Ingram went through that, Ingram just focused and no one could stay in front of him. And the same thing, of course, went for Zion. You know, the Pelicans, they averaged coming into this game, they averaged 11 three-pointers. And these guys nearly hit 11 by by the by the halftime. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they're not going to keep hitting threes all night. So the Celtics, this, this should work in their favor in the second half. But then Zion and Brandon Ingram, I mean, the Celtics didn't have a response for him or, or, or at least a way to slow those two down. And when they try to respond on the – on the opposite end, I mean, some of those shots look good. A lot of the plays, the execution was well, but I mean, or I should say the setup was well, but the execution just fell short and it just kept happening over and over again throughout that second half until the big run in the fourth quarter where, of course, they, you know, they pulled to within uh, two and, and, and that was it. You know, uh, again, Ingram and, and, and Zion, I mean, these two. Were yeah, I think Joe Sway was, I, I tend to agree with Joe Sway. I think that, the you know, you got, you got New Orleans on a night where they couldn't, you know, they couldn't miss a lot of a lot of shots that maybe typically they do. 50% from the field, you know, 50% from three. It's tough to beat that. I mean, I didn't think the Celtics played awful. I don't think anyone's going to say that. Yeah, they're really good they, offense. They, yeah. They had a really bad night or anything. Right. Right. I mean, I, mean t- t- I love the way Tatum came out. I mean, nobody can expect him to sustain that. But I thought he, he quieted down a little bit in the middle of that game there. And then he got hot again. Uh, in the fourth yeah. or late late in the fourth um you know you'd like to see it a little bit more consistent but i'm not gonna sit here and criticize tatum for you know dropping 34 points or whatever it was um but again it was it was you know no jalen brown tonight hurt them you know i i, don't, I didn't think they had a player that really stepped up you know we already talked about marcus smart not really stepping into that role kemba had an okay night you know 23 points you know you're not gonna you're not gonna expect to get too much more out of him points wise i guess on a nightly basis but there wasn't that third guy you know i know we're going to talk about him but this would have been a perfect situation for, you know, Fournier to step in to do something. Uh, and just complete goose egg, you know, classic new guy move. You know, you show up to the job first day and you do absolutely nothing. You set the bar very low. You don't want to go yeah. in and start doing everything because now that's yeah. what they're expecting out of you every night. So this we've all been design. in a new job. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to do little to the point where they just might can you, which is Fournier's bordering <laughs> on with the performance that he had. But you want to do the bare minimum on your first day. So shout out to Fournier, new guy move. Um, I hopefully, hopefully he can pick it up a little bit. But yeah, like John mentioned, I mean, one of the worst debuts that, that I can remember, <laughs> certainly in recent history. I'm trying to think of one to go this <laughs> horribly. 
Because you know what? <laughs> What's funny is like, he, it, realistically, he had to do, it wasn't like a controversial move. I mean, I think people are like, oh, cool, some help. I can't wait to see what this guy does. He had to do so little to feel good about it. Um, yeah. And now he's put so this, little. The, he put a bullseye on his back now because everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot, lot of water cooler talk tomorrow. Right. Water cooler talk tomorrow. Because you know we're a new guy. Let's be real. I think Luke Cornett just—it was just too much pressure, guys. I mean, right. listen, ten points in eight minutes. How do you fall that after you were already ice cold to start the game? Like, but let's be real. For most, for most people, you know, if you watch a lot of NBA, you've seen Evan Fournier play. You're somewhat familiar with his game. If you're oh, a yeah. relative. If you're a casual, but even still, Jimmy's like, I've never seen a highlight of him. You know, like, you know, I, I stand by that. You, you've, you've heard the name. You've seen him a few times. Like, oh, yeah. He's that guy who plays for, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know him. Oh, Jimmy, you look 18, up the Eric Gordon yeah. highlights? But you didn't look up Fournier highlights? Yeah. But no, no joke. But for most people, this is like literally their introduction to him. They don't have a clue what – you see stats, you see numbers. That's about it. You don't know anything. So you're literally seeing what this guy can do for the first time. And there's a lot of people who are going to be like, wait, what? Like, that's yeah, it? I don't yeah. think Danny's going to have a problem re-signing this guy. Right. Can't wait to give this whole four and 80 in the offseason. Yeah. That's the worst version of Fournier. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, 0 for 10. I mean, can't, I can't believe there's a worse version, but. I mean, I guess we'll find out. But and like John said, or, or, you know, before he came on, that run they had at the end of the game, you know, put put you know, dampened the plus minus because it was it was much worse. Yeah, it was minus twenty four before he came in on that last stretch. There minus twenty three. Um, you know, he might have been able to tie the game too if he if he didn't lean into that three or deep two, whatever that was in the final minute or two there. That's a that was the issue with him tonight too. He not only wasn't hurting, hitting a shot, but he wasn't keeping the ball ball moving either. He got like one short roll past the Tatum in the corner for an open look, but other than that, he was just largely uninvolved. I thought he wasn't on the ball nearly enough for where he makes his plays and some clever stuff here. Evan the terrible and much debut about nothing. I like that. I like it. <laughs> See that that's that's something that John would put on you know the lower third. That's one of mine. That's a classic. Oh, I love that. We got, we got, we got, we got an educated Shakespearean audience tonight. But yeah, that was, uh, that was tough. That was a man. dud. No, no way around it. I mean, like I said, you had no Brown tonight. So, I mean, you would think that, you know, he gets a little bit more space, a little bit more authority to, to you know, play his game a little bit. He's not worried about, you know, I got to get to this guy. Got to get to that guy. I want to take a step back, but you know, I don't know. Bad I, misses I mean, by him. Bad misses up. by Smart. Fair, just fair point here, DJ. Bad misses by both of them just powered Ooh. the Pelicans' transition attack too. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving that alone. Yeah, how do yeah. we forget that? How do we forget that? That's true. Fair point. <laughs> it doesn't get worse than that, right? That doesn't get yeah. worse than that. The, yeah. Uh, Although, I did, Fournier had me longing for. What's that, Jimmy? He tried to he tried to come close. He tried. He did come fast. <laughs> uh, Fournier had me longing for Neesmith minutes. Ooh, I know. I was I was um I was fiending for some Nikhil Alexander Walker. That was my guy in last year's draft, and Romeo Langford still he's out there shooting. He's out there doing his warm ups, but he can't play yet. And well, he was cleared, right? Goes. Yeah, he was cleared, but he's not physically ready. Uh, conditioning wise right. and all that stuff, so, I guess. 
That you know, I, this is gonna really suck now is watching this guy who can barely play play himself into shape, you know, like at this point. Steven this said is, today he's gonna barely play. This is gonna suck with the because the worst thing in the world off of the wrist, you can still be in car- decent cardiovascular shape. Uh, and then you get into game shape by playing, but now he's basically done nothing for four weeks, uh, which is a disaster. A lot of people tweeting me saying that it might have been a hologram and that these holograms <laughs> are getting out of control. And I actually, until we, I, I want to hear him speak, maybe a little media availability to, to really further, although holograms can talk now too. So yeah, I guess until we see him actually <laughs> on the court during a game. But John, yeah, I said this, this year, I was like, we can't even criticize this guy right now because you know he's recovering from COVID, so we don't even know. You know I know. Like you, you no, we're gonna get. Now. By the time he gets back you're, into the rotation, it's gonna be like criticize him for for sucking because he has no time. Yeah, he's he gonna, has no chance. He has no time. The whole it's a complete bust again. It's so frustrating. He's he's if he works his way in and he barely plays for the first. You know, because now you got game, 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 game. So he's going to what? The next 10 games not really be involved in all and start to work his way into the rotation in the final 10 when they're fighting for a playoff spot or seeding and then into the playoffs. It's gone. The whole season's gone again, which is crazy. I mean, he looked winded in that stupid clip that we saw running around with with the trainers. Oh, I'm just gonna man. assume that that was like the second hour of that workout. That's what I'm. Gonna <laughs> he looked terrible. It was the end. Yeah. <laughs> he was out there since one. I'm like, look, just go into the season and pretend like he's never coming back because whatever you get for him is gonna be a bonus at the end of the day. I, I mean, I, I just I don't see how you can incorporate him. You know, when he's so when he's this far behind and the playoffs are just around the quarter. I mean, yeah, the Celtics have this great homestand, seven game home. Actually, I want to. They're playing about what? what is it like fourteen of the of the last nineteen games or so at home. So it's in it's in his favor. But again, when you're this far behind and there's not that many games left, I mean, this gonna this season's gonna wind down quicker than we think. They might have to send you- him, Neesmith, Taco, and Traymon up to Maine for two on two action because that's the only way they're gonna get any any run into this postseason push here. Really? And Neesmith got it again tonight. That was one of their worst stretches of the game when that unit was out there. <laughs> Poor Neesmith. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not happening all, for, for the lower like tier units. We're all each other the same thing. Like, what is happening in Neesmith's head, literally what, and figuratively? What a goofy guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just all over the place. Like, he's just, like, there's, like, a switch on his back, and he just goes, like, and just runs all over the place. And, again, it was one of those games where Kira Lewis, who went one pick before Neesmith, just rain threes down on them. It's unbelievable how that stuff keeps happening. I mean, he's like, Joe Sway was all over it. You know, we were texting in the game. And like, what's wrong with this guy's brain? You know, like, he's just goofy. <laughs> like, everything he does is weird. And, like, just and you, even get a after Joe Sway on his head? that, you know, that he, he, yeah. he gets a backdoor layup and li- lands on his head. How do you land on your head after a layup? You know? <laughs> I felt bad for him after that. I mean, he looked like that. You know, that kind of hurt. He was like, oh, I fell in my head again. The rest of just- the offensive board, and they just couldn't control his body. You know, it's, 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 it's like – it's like his chip is loose or something. Like his chip inside – like he's a robot, and it's a little loose or something. Right. I don't, I don't it's know. like it- – it doesn't connect with everything. We were joking about Taco, how it takes forever to get from the signal from his brain. You really think is like there's a like 
all of his like his arms and legs don't necessarily communicate with one another. They just do whatever they oh, want right. to do. Delay or something, yeah. Like there's a delay or something. Is that yeah. nerve? What is that? Is he nervous out there? Is he triple thinking himself? Well, triple and then the, like, on the defense where he's just running. Um, who is he running out of bounds there? Hayes. Is that <laughs> is that where is that what quadruple think <laughs> when you quadruple think? something over and over is that what it looks like like i don't get it man i really don't i found it so you know, weird when the refs just refused to f call a foul in his benefit he clearly got fouled but they called it out of bounds to actually make the right play but they weren't going to give him a foul there i mean that on top of everything else was just weird you would just think that all right this guy is considered like the best shooter in the draft you kind of picture him as like a smooth <laughs> operator like somebody who yeah seriously, no, seriously. <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> i i yeah. i didn't follow this guy's He's got to be careful. He should. He should. <laughs> he really pass should. To the NBA must have been like the bumpiest, like hazardous path. I can just imagine the the bumps and the bruises this guy's taken to get to the NBA. It's amazing that he's even alive today. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable <laughs> to to be honest. And limited playing time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that says yeah. a lot about his, his injuries, his his the the past that he had in college. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. He like fell down the stairs or something. I don't know. It's like, just a guy who doesn't have a place trying to find one. He's pretty much only played. He only played one full season. And again, do you prefer? Do you prefer? Do you prefer this that. or the Langford zero 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 games? I, I don't. It's it's a close call. <laughs> it is Pass. close. To be good, it to is be close. I mean, can he give? Can he? Can he step in and give you zero for ten like Fournier? <laughs> is it can can Langford stay in front of someone like you know? Maybe well, who's the plus minus on him tonight, John? Are you? On who? It couldn't have been good. Neesmith. Oh, I don't know. I kind of – I think I've given up on him forever. Yeah. <laughs> he got rid of his graphic for good. Uh, minus six. Yeah. It didn't look I don't good. Know if, yeah, I don't know if we're going to talk well, about I mean, PER was... later, but but um, Neesmith's Jimmy PER loves PER. is bottom 10 in the NBA. And out of 315 players, he's like 305. Probably. <laughs> That's what happens when you miss a lot of shots. And his shot still looks so bad, doesn't it? It, it does. It's yeah. just a hitch. It takes forever to unload it. It somehow looked worse than uh, Fournier's shots. <sighs> I mean, it's too bad. Like he, he really needs to go to Maine and score like thirty points. And again, like, he just needs to do it so badly. We keep saying <laughs> it, if they just could have had a game or two where he started and played thirty-five minutes, and they were like, "Just shoot. We don't care. We we do not expect to win tonight. Go and play this like it's a Vegas league game. You get the ball, shoot the ball. I do not give a crap. Like I'm not going to pull the ball, you the second John. you make a mistake. Just go. You know, he never gets play, the ball. Smith needs to go play pickup games at the Y in Brighton, man. Like some of those guys over there, they got like. Like D three athletes, I don't know how it is now with you know post COVID and everything, but he needs some just like some guys who are just dominate somebody. To lose, like they have nothing to lose. Just go out there and play with some gritty guys and get your like get your swag back. Like I don't know, go find <laughs> the guys that Scal played one on one and play yeah, with them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, Actually, don't back up. Like yeah, he might lose. Anyways, we we can't stop ragging on. We can't on Neesmith. There's got to be somebody else we can pick on tonight that actually had a, a big Grant five fouls, three points. Pretty fun to pick on right now. He is low hanging was, fruit. Uh, Grant, what you want? You want? You oh really my god! To talk about Grant. I got a yeah, good stat. Attacking the full from this game alone, four of them at least. Neesmith, Smart, uh, Fournier, yeah. or just Mo Wagner had a goofy run. Hold on. Right. I, Goofy is the key word for this team, huh? All Celtics. Yeah, 
I got a Luke, I got a stat. You guys want a stat? You want a good stat? Yeah, of course. Fournier. Okay, we're talking about worst debuts ever. Evan Fournier, Celtics debut, 33 minutes. We have it here. Zero, zero, zero. Most scoreless minutes by a Celtic with 10 plus attempts since the three-point era. It's not only it's not, not only a a not game. even a debut. It actually <laughs> just, wor- it's the worst game played by a Celtic in history. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst game anyone's ever had. Well, it really it felt like it too. I feel like if he just hit a few shots, they probably would have won. <laughs> I mean, those one of those games where like after you miss seven in a row, you should probably just sit the rest out. You know what I mean? Like just keep moving the ball. I like, thought he was going to get something in the second. Didn't you feel like no. after he had zero at no, halftime, he was no. going to come out and hit a no. few? No. It felt but like an over 20. Yeah. I didn't think he would actually take that that last shot he took in that late in the fourth quarter. I, I get it. He had a good look, but considering the circumstances, I mean. You could tell he was running from shots in the second half. He he, oh, he, yeah. he didn't. He was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to give it back to somebody else. Yeah. Here's, here's one that's similar to your stat, John. Evan Fournier went 0 for 10 in his Celtics debut. He's the fourth player in the shot clock era since 1955 to go 0 for 10 or worse in their debut with a new team. So all we were talking about, I can't think of a worse debut. <laughs> Literally, this is a, like an all-time bad debut yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Meanwhile, can I throw the can I throw the screen share up here? My prediction yeah, didn't yeah. play out too well. Be yeah, careful what your browser's uh, showing over there, but. Here's my, pre- here my prediction for the Fournier. Is this like one of your little worksheet lists that you make? Yeah. No, this is, this is a tweet. Bobby emails it to himself. This is a tweet. You can't just read it to us. Fire it up, John. You want me to fire it up? Yeah, I don't have the. I don't have the button. There we go. I got the minutes right. <laughs> we very active tomorrow. 33 35 minutes with twenty to twenty three points. Oh, that what? is such a Bobby like prediction. I know. That I thought you were aiming for Bobby seven to thirteen prediction. until I got to that part. Three, four rebounds and four to five assists. Hmm. Not quite. Everything is awesome, Bobby Celtics world. Yeah, that didn't work out. I got the minutes, uh, thirty-three, right? You nailed. Yeah. You nailed the minutes. <laughs> oh, there. NBC's showing a montage right now. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Two steals, two blocks. Let's give him that. Yeah, it wasn't like I said at the beginning of the show. It wasn't like he played well and just missed some shots either. He was just so uninvolved. Uninvolved, exactly. The only thing you remember from him are missed shots. Literally nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, and again, I, I said it. You guys, that to an extent. I mean, couple good back-to-back possessions. They still resulted in Zion buckets on the second putback there, but he played him pretty clean one time and got the little deflection a, a second time. So there's a couple things, but for the most part, you're right. Almost invisible. And they didn't give him the ball enough. That's what frustrated me. This is a guy that needs the ball in his hands a little bit. Make some plays. Did he get the ball enough? Yeah. Did you, do you remember him leading the offense all game? I don't even think he uh, got a set. No. I mean. Yeah, he, he, no, he, 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 listen, he, he needs a walkthrough. I, I mean, this guy just, yeah, this guy mean, just yeah. showed up and, like, met the players today. Like, they gave him the much. Yeah, they gave him the Neesmith playbook. Go stand yeah. over there. Yeah. And in the no, beginning. That's not how they should be using him. Yeah. In, in that first quarter, the way he was moving off the ball, he sort of looked like Gordon Hayward out there, you know, slashing yep. through the middle, getting to the teeth of the defense, and then it was just like, okay, I'm just going to spot up from here on out. And it was yeah, just that nice short roll pass to Tatum. It was like, all right, this is how it's going to look, and then yeah, it he didn't look like that for the rest of the night. Like, this is exactly what I want to see from this guy right now, and that was the it. Miss, it was like five minutes. Yeah, in the first once he missed the layup in transition, it was over. 
That was like I halfway think, in. See, that could have that could have erased this entire historic performance right there if you made that layup. That's all it takes sometimes. If you just I, yeah. the ball go through the go through the rim, you, you can make a couple more shots after that. I'm hoping that we get like like um who was it last year? I'm blanking. Oh, um, Marcus saw. You remember how he came back like the next game? He like got a haircut. He looked completely different. I think like Fournier needs to shave the neck beard. Completely new look, new city, new team. Might even want to change the number. 94 is a complete whiff of a number. I don't care if it's where he's from or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you got to start Come looking out. better, feeling better. Take him out to your barber. Show him around the city. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, Take him to the north end. Boston Barbers. Get him all lined up. Absolutely. Yeah. And he can bring uh, Cornette with him because God knows he needs to uh, find a stylist in every way possible, too. How did um, Cornette? Fournier's got, Fournier, Fournier's got weird hair, too, huh? Yeah, we all thought Cornette was right, out yeah. the door last week, and now like he was the fourth best Celtic tonight. The fourth? He was like the second or third. No, that's yeah. Second. yeah, that's more of an indictment on the Celtics than uh, yeah, that's anything true. else. Unfortunately, that's true. I have a question if you guys, unless we still want to talk about Fournier. I no, I, the, 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 the viewers here are really mad at Smart. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it was, smart, again... I don't think anybody's indicting Fournier for this. You're right. He just showed up and didn't know anything. It's not. It's sad. Smart. It's smart. It, yeah. it was all smart tonight. He was just such a – can we talk about the play? I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that was worse than JR in the finals, really. I know it was a, no. like 10 <laughs> times How could you be on defense one second and think the shot clock that's on the clock is your clock? I, I mean, it's just unfathomable. Is- the refs take 12 minutes to freaking decide to jump ball. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. But, at, like, at where did his mind go? I mean, <laughs> I was surprised, but I don't know. Something what's like so funny is I'll kill Smart for so many things that he does. Uh, that's just one where it's just brain cramp, which I think everybody yeah. has from time to time. You, should you know, still walk in. I can see that. Yeah. So, it's like, those, like, you lost. Was, he drives me nuts sh- for a million, like, basketball decisions. Yeah. It was just, that yeah. was just dumb. Well, Kemba was like, Kemba was like, Yo, like, you know that, like, the thing that I didn't like about it was Smart, like, didn't be, like, my, I didn't look like he was, like, my bad after. No, he went on, took a three after. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, no, immediately after. I mean, I wasn't. No, he was, like, he was arguing with Kemba. He was, like, no. Oh, yeah, he was arguing with Kemba about it. I think he thought he was right. I mean, I I, I don't think it, I don't think it sunk in for a little. Uh, So, in the immediate aftermath, I think he was making a case. He actually thought he, he thought he was right. And then probably. That might have been Scal's best call. I read his mouth when he said uh, he said they were going to do the same thing, but I think Kemba trying to trying to tell him no, that clock is for them, not for us. Like I think he saw he it that like, ball, whoever gets to it first can score in less than a second gets the shot. But it's yeah. obviously right. that either me. that or he thought like once they got it, it was just going to be a shot clock violation, so yeah, he, he just threw it. Definitely, yeah. But he was arguing. He was arguing his point. And like yeah, I said, everyone, like, dude, people are mad at me wrong. for defending smart. Like I, trust me, I'm not a smart defender. I was just in this particular case, just. Brain cramp. Uh, it happened. But you know but what, like, though? You didn't lose the game because of that one play. I don't care if people are tweeting like, oh, the air went out of everybody. Yeah, I don't think they lost because of that. I just don't think he played a great game. It, it was a tricky situation because if you were on defense in that spot, you probably would – like the play would stop in that same situation on defense, but I don't think it's the same thing on a jump ball. Like if you got the ball on defense after like an air ball or something, they would have reset the play. But in this situation, like it was a new possession, so the shot clock reset. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, anyway, wasn't like it, was it wasn't two minutes just... in the fourth quarter, you know, like that's when you really have to zone in and realize the situation before, you know, the tip. 
Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, it was, it's going to end up on Shaq and a fool. Like one of those stupid things. Like Scout was like, what are you doing? I think that's what everybody watching at home was saying. And, you know, obviously everyone's pissed at Smart. I thought Smart, you know, he, he made some other mistakes too. Like I, you know, in the first half, he had an easy lob to Rob that he missed and he put up a, like an ugly floater that missed. Like you have Rob like rolling to the rim, just throw it up to him. He will catch it and dunk it in. It's, it's like the easiest two points in all of any sport you can think of. It's like the easiest way to, to get points. And then late in the fourth, he did that like stupid, like no look behind the back pass that like was not even remotely close to accurate. And that was all a turnover. Yeah, was, high degree of just high degree sloppy. of difficulty shots as well. Even ones that went in that lefty bank shot on the drive late in the game there where he switched to the left. Really tough, tough shot, but a horrible shot. One that he's going to miss 80% of the time. This was one of those games where it felt like it's again, when he misses all the threes, shoots low percentage, shoots too much, makes a few dumb. He's like, it's the worst of the worst of the worst from Smart. And it's magnified in these games. And again, we reached that magic barrier. I think 13 shots is the uh, is is that is that cutoff line for Smart. When he yeah. shoots more than 13 times, their record is freaking abysmal, you know? Yeah, I mean, 6 for 15 and 0 for 6 from 3. So streaky from 3. I mean, some nights he goes like 7 of 10, and then tonight he goes 0 from 6. 0 for 6. Like, it really is like that is the difference in these games. I mean, it's you know it doesn't yeah. take a doesn't take you know a a scientist to realize that you know the more shots you hit, the better shoots you're going to win. But it's just the crazy how streaky he can be with with the shooting. I mean, it's, well, he's unreliable in that sense, and that that's why people. I think a lot of people, not just in this in this room or in this chat, but I think a lot of people were like. And they they were like okay with the idea of Marcus Smart being traded at the deadline. Like I think they were like kind of. Right. accepted that there was a possibility and they were going to like move on from it and it didn't happen but i mean it could still happen in the offseason i think a lot of people are going to be okay with it well this is i'll get bobby and joe sway's opinion because we, we talked about this on the chat a little bit um before the game um you know i i personally had really prepared myself for marcus smart no longer being a celtic and again I'm, I'm a vocal critic, so it's, you know, everyone would be like, well, duh, you know, like you're, you're not a huge fan yeah. of me, but I recognize his value. I just think he is a, a pretty okay, a pretty average player that we vastly overrated. And I was ready to yes. move into a different realm to get a more dynamic player, playmaker, scorer. I was re all set for the Aaron Gordon thing, and I was ready to do that deal. Uh, and now that he's here, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, like struggling with it even more because I, I've got I'd gotten used to the thought of moving moving on. You're in a really tough spot here, not with with Marcus. You missed a chance to trade him, which means now you have you're almost held hostage, having to re-sign him, possibly to re-sign Fournier, or risk getting nothing in return. And the worst thing you can do in the NBA right now is overpay for the middle class. And the reality is, this is what Smart is. He's a middle class player. He's probably a bench player um, who you're going to have to play pay potential you know premium money to uh this offseason and so you had a chance if you weren't going to go forth with marcus and give him that deal that he's going to look for in the offseason to have cut but according to angel was never on the table he's going to be a celtic forever so i mean this is you know this this is this is smart i don't know what you guys think yeah no i i think um i think they they Hold them there's a lot of value there and, and i agree with that i think the Celtics they, they found him very valuable and i don't think that they what was on the table or the names that were being out there. I don't think they thought that Marcus Smart was worth that. And, and I just don't like, is, was Aaron Gordon the one that's going to make it happen? I mean, that's what the report was saying, right? right? I think it was or, you know, various reports, but that was the one that seemed like sort of a given, right? 
or, or was it the Kings and and and, and Harrison Barnes? I mean, I, I probably I probably favor Harrison Barnes higher than, than Aaron Gordon, but I mean, I just don't think realistically the Celtics were willing to pull the trigger for for guys like that. I think they think they can get someone better or you know try if if that's the case, bring Smart back. And if a year or two comes down the road where they have to move him again, I know it's not ideal, but I just think the Celtics, maybe they do overvalue Marcus Smart too much. Maybe it's Danny. Maybe it's Brad Stevens. Maybe it's sort of their, like, uh, I don't know, their, like, security blanket, if you will. They feel like this team will completely collapse without him. But I, I don't know. I, I don't believe not, anyone's not, actually interested. I'm not upset with the Celtics trading him because I just don't think it would have been worth what the players are you getting in return. I, I don't think those players would have been game changers or give you anywhere near the same value you get from Marcus Smart on this team. Maybe it's not the same case for other teams. Okay, people can make that argument all they want, and it's it's fair. Sure, Marcus Smart is valuable on this team. You know, you put him on another team, it's, it's a completely different case, but that's the reason why he's still on this team because he's very valuable here. And I think Danny Age and Brad Is Stevens, he? That's kind of the existential question. That's, right. that's what we're it talking. feels like he is. Is he? Is he, he is. is he that valuable? Yeah, depends I think what you so, value for now. Depends what you value. If you value defense at a high level, absolutely. And this year, the Celtics have been defense one of the at you know, a high level. Who I is mean, playing defense to, at a high level on the Celtics? The really, compared in the NBA, other, compared to other past Celtics teams in the last two or three years, this has been the worst. And Marcus hasn't right. been healthy. He hasn't played a whole lot of it. Yeah, I don't think you can put it on Smart, mm-hmm. especially yeah, like yeah, look yeah. what he did down the stretch against Zion. That possession where he had Zion shooting off the back of the backboard was pretty impressive. The way Zion have been playing tonight. Name one player who did that on the Celtics tonight against Zion. Yeah, and they need to make that switch earlier. So that one, that one's on Brad. I was an advocate of trading him for Gordon, just because I think at this point Gordon is probably a better defender because of his size and has more upside as a younger player, which I think is a swap you want to make if you're going to be going a little bit younger here. If you want to, you know, kind of reset the general age or track of this team. I think that one made sense. The problem is you do really lose something, not just from an intangible standpoint, but as a passer, like he still really is the guy who gets the ball moving more than anyone else in this offense. You think of the assist percentage, you think of just his level of passing. I know you, I know, but you know, you didn't like the raw blob there, but he had a couple others where he actually hit him in this one. But Bob, let me ask you this just because he's the best you have, does it mean he's actually good at it? Yeah, he's, he's extremely good at it. Yeah, extremely good. If you stack him up against playmaking point guards John, throughout the NBA, why does that you, mean that he's? I'm saying you put him in the upper level of an extremely good passer among guards. I don't think so. I think he is on this team, but as far as NBA point guards go, he's not in the upper. Well, that's part of that's that's part, of of distributing that's, guards. That's not his. He's he's well. That's he's, part. That's yeah. why you say he's more valuable to you than others. If he that, is, but that, it's also the, the the devil you know sort of thing. You're just used to it here, and you're used to extracting whatever things of value you think he brings you that nobody else in the league possesses. Whoa. But the, re- the, the reality is there's other guys who play who are chippy defenders. There's other guys who are decent passers. They don't all make boneheaded plays and shoot 36% from the field. Like the, you know, like I said, is there's a balance there. You have to look at the whole picture. You can't just cherry pick some stuff. Look Look at the deficiencies of this team and say he's the only one who passes that's fine but he's not an elite playmaker by any means he's pretty good and this team yeah. is lacking right. so yes you're right they need someone to do it but 
that it could be someone else also. That's the thing. This idea that he's the only one that can do it, I think, is we just yeah. But if you're if, if you're bring. swapping that out for Barnes, it's a short roll pass there. That's about it. Gordon, who could never in a million years lead an offense, as we talked about at the deadline, like that's a tough flip to make in terms of like what you need now versus the timeline. I know Barnes has three years, so maybe that would have made a little more sense, but he wasn't available. So it was ultimately, would you yeah. do this for if Gordon? Barnes, I still would have, I would have really considered it. I would have, but you know me, yeah. I'm high. If it comes down to Gordon, like I just, I think I begrudgingly say yes, because I think there's upside there, but it was a ginormous risk to make. And I understand why they didn't do it because it was no sure. I don't thing think it was, was ever on the table. Smart. No, I think it was. I, do I mean, not. You don't think it was? John, I, just on paper, you don't think that that's a better deal? Well, including Neesmith, let's let's replace RJ Hampton with Neesmith. You know, the, I the never, ever, ever. What's believe. Marcus Smart's value to I, Magic? I never believe. I never believe the losing team wanted Marcus Smart. It makes no sense. Wanted a Marcus Smart in in a walk year. I it makes. So where was his name floating around from? It wasn't Boston. Boston. Yes, it was Boston. It was. It, 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 trust me. Wait, the, so. There was no way. It made no sense to me. And then all of a sudden, reports started coming out late from Boston writers about, you'd be surprised how many teams out there are actually interested in Marcus. That was fed, okay? That was... There's no way that didn't originate in Boston because it's trying to make it seem like, oh, okay, they're trying to drum up his value. Several teams want smart. Well, maybe I should want me some smart. I didn't even think about him. There's no way that was real because, as Jimmy said, it's it, it makes no sense. What does Orlando in a teardown rebuild want a guy in here who they have to pay real money to next year uh, when they're trying to sell away other veteran players? You're getting rid of Vucevic and Gordon to welcome in Smart? What are we talking about? That's that's ludicrous. Ludicrous. Yeah, it, it You're getting rid of all-star level it. veterans for to, to swap it out for a bench guy? You're making it sound like he was. Wait, out do to you get think money. you think the Celtics wanted to offer Smart over Neesmith I think and the whatever? Celtics, I think the Celtics recognizing that they really did have almost nothing anybody wanted because it, nobody wants Neesmith or Romeo, and the picks are low. Um, so there's really nothing. The only theoretical tradable asset on this team is Marcus Smart. So you had to make it appear as if Marcus Smart had value. Uh, some it had value beyond. The, the Celtics. And so I think that name started getting thrown around to see if there was a little buzz to it. It ended up not being the case. I think the, the reason the Celtics didn't make a trade is because nobody wanted any package that they were offering. Nothing. And that's why they didn't make a trade. Not Danny didn't decide to trade smart. No way is that what happened. No way. Right. I, I, I mean, I, we'll never know. I, I feel like it's the other way around. I'm just saying practically I think Bobby's, Bobby gives us like a, I think if there was like no, almost like the delusional Celtics fan <laughs> that thinks like Marcus Smart is a guy that's – And Danny at the end said, I will not player. let him go. Yeah, yeah, Marcus, and like if, if, trading if him is like – I understand Trading that. Marcus Smart is like the um, – what's that game that I'm um, – what is wrong with me? Jenga. Like yeah. the Jenga piece that if you pull Marcus Smart out, the entire thing's going to collapse on you like – Again, I understand Mark. We we all we all like Marcus Smart for the same reasons, like his intensity. Like he, you know, has been here from the beginning. He kind of like it feels like he appreciates being a Celtic, and all those things are great. But at some point, you have to do, you know, if you're Danny Ainge or whatever, you have to do what you think is best for the team and bringing in players. And it might be that you know, as good as Marcus Smart is and great of a leader he is and whatnot, it might just be time to you know. Yeah, I felt ways. like it was time. Yeah, I think I felt like it was time. His Not value, 
you know, whether you think it was high or low, it's going to go lower the closer you get to free agency. There's no the doubt about that. The, th the thing I don't like is just the people who act like Marcus Smart is untouchable because, like, he's Marcus Smart. Taking, uh, taking, uh, like, not taking into consideration that he just doesn't help you in a lot of other ways. Like, in a lot of ways that are the reasons that you're not, you know, winning. Am I going, okay, I'm going big screen right now. I've, I've pretty much said most of my points. Follow but, Jimmy Toscano. I want everyone to Okay, do yeah, follow me for sure. But what I'm saying is, you know, with Marcus, we all get why he's valuable. The winning plays, the hustle, um, you know, what it means to be a Celtic. All those things are great. But at some point, you have to say, okay, is he enough? When's it start to, to decline? Take, exactly. And is he enough to take the Celtics where where we want the Celtics to be right now? Joe Sway busted. <laughs> we got him, folks. Um, oh, I, waited to, I waited to do that to, to nab you. Yeah. You did on purpose. And, and I, I think I think there's more. Although there's still people like Bobby, and there's still fans who are like Marcus Smart means way too much. And I'll, even though Bobby has seemed to come around at least in some some ways, there are a lot of fans. No, there I'm that completely are, torn. Yeah, are now coming around on it, or and still are torn. It's difficult, but I think they all understand that. Like, listen, if you can flip if you can flip Marcus Smart for a guy that you know fills a bigger need, and then you can find a guard, you know, in the off season that you know a pass first type guy or a guy that specializes in defense, they are out there. Marcus Smart is a great defender, a right. great you know defensive player, but in a league where defense is becoming less and less and less important by the game, by the minute. I mean, every game these games are going 110, yeah. 120 points, and if you're one guy, there's only so much really you can do. Right. It'd be great to have a team, great to have a lineup of five guys that just switch and play defense, defense, defense. They don't exist. The best yeah. players in the NBA are all offensive-minded players. Again, it's great to be good in defense, but it. You ask any coach in the NBA, they'll take good offense over good defense any day yeah, of the week. It's like, it's like, right. Celtics fans are like, you know, that guy, you know, th this kid who grew up in Southie or somewhere. It's like, I ne I never been outside of Boston. I never want to be outside of Boston. <laughs> no like, reason to. There's no reason to leave here. You know, like there's, there's a bigger world than, 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 than Boston guys. It's not. Just, is it, is it Gordon though? There's no, I'm it's just not. saying there are players Gordon. out yeah. there, guys. The, Again, guys I guess this isn't. We're sitting here. Look, let's let's look at it this way. We're sitting here talking about like the value of Daniel Tyson, Tristan Thompson, and some friggin' dude off the bench grabs twenty five boards on them the other day. Like, there's guys out there that do other things. Like the you know <laughs> in, in in the league here. That's like the, these aren't the only players here. You know, there's you can move past them. You know, we don't have to hold on to them so dearly. You know, yeah, like, but yeah, you, just, you, you, have, you have don't go all the time. You don't and they're everywhere. You don't have to panic just because your season, the season's not going your way. I just don't think. Yeah, it's, isn't that? That's exactly what you guys didn't want to see at the Bobby, deadline. Hold on, Bobby. You still have a year left on that deal. You still have obviously that favorable contract that you can flip. So why not take that into the offseason and see what's going on? I mean, listen, other teams are going to be Fine. in different positions than they are right now. Why flip smart right now? Shut the whole thing down when they're trying to make a push into the playoffs and see what they can squeeze out of this team. I know it doesn't look great right now, but I just don't think you panic and trademark is smart. Now, for people who are ready to see Marcus Smart out the door and, you know, you're looking for other guys to step up here, Peyton Pritchard, he's got, you know, future uh, Celtics point guard written all over him, whether he's a starter or whether he's the first one off the bench. I mean, I just think we can all agree that he has a bright future in that, uh, in that role for the Celtics. So, obviously, I think once upon, you know, sooner or later, whether it's Marcus Smart or whether he stays or whether he's not in Boston in the next two or three seasons, I think Peyton Pritchard is going to be more than ready to take the ranks or take that part and becoming the team lead distributor. But in the meantime, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Marcus Smart, 
whether it's an all-star or someone close to it, you couple it with, with, with younger players, draft picks, you put together a package deal to get someone else that's better than Aaron Gordon for sure. No question. Peyton Pritchard's, Peyton Pritchard's yeah. never going to be any – Peyton Pritchard's fine with, with what he's doing, but he's not uh, – I, I think we're all well, over I the mean, place. For being a distributor, he's going to be a top distributor for this team for sure. I don't know whether he's a starter or not. I don't know, but he, he will be. This- Josue just just summed up like Celtics, some Celtics fans who like they they look at guys and they and they make them out to be way better than they are. I'm not saying Josue is one of those people, well, but you guys are making them way worse to be than you. No are, one wants smart around the league, really. I don't no, think a losing what? team does. No, there are only certain teams that he makes sense for. Yeah, winning teams. He he's a guy that if you and, uh, I and think winning teams don't have money. Smart, yeah, but everything you guys have said Marcus about smart is coming off the bench on a good team as like the first guy off the bench. You know, playing multiple like guard positions and giving you a spark, giving you some energy. You I don't know, think that's right true attitude. at all. How is that not true at yeah. all? So listen, you you can look back at Smart's whole career in Boston and say the things you guys have said about him. And would you consider Smart's Boston career a failure? I think I mean, Smart if- has been a dead, at a, a really pretty decent role player that that we have built up into some legend. That yeah, is because not of the real. results. It's he's, not about the stats. It's pretty, about the results. He's a pretty good player who does some things that you can't quantify. Situational. It's fine. Well, he'd it's, be coming off the bench if, if Gordon Hayward resigned. He's, he's a bench player. Bench. That's fine. He's, bench players are important. I know. It's not like an insult or something. Like okay, so he's a six man or whatever. Like why is that such a bad exactly. thing? Exactly. Because he's because, because we talk also, about him like he's, the, he's the MVP. He's also when you're trading uh, six men of the year candidate, right? You guys never mentioned that, right? If he's also made two of those teams, right? I right? think that's right. Matter, right. He's also I had the team win plenty of playoff series in the playoffs when it matters most. He's been he's huge in the playoffs. Matter, right? He's just a role player, right? Come on, man. You of course are- he is. He like yeah. Josue. There's nothing wrong with him being a bench player or the sixth or seventh best player on your team. But let's let's call it that. That's it. If you're, if he's your sixth or best seven player in the team, him an that's the guy him that you can no live without. No one's calling him a superstar. No one's calling him an all star. No one's calling him. Uh, you know, you cannot trade. I never said that. No one's ever said that. No one can ever that the Celtics can't ever trade Marcus Smart. So we that's, just didn't want to see Aaron Gordon come in return. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't. So understand like, yeah, that's the thing. I look at that trade. Like, and Aaron I, Gordon here? The Aaron, is Aaron Gordon going to win the game tonight for you? Is that what you like? What are we talking about? Isn't that how you handle trades? Like, if you have to look at it for, like, an hour and be like, I don't know. I don't, right. Do you trade, like, your franchise oh, oh, cornerstone defensive player for Like, I just – it was too hard of a decision. It really was. And I, I think you're wrong, John. Cornerstone – what What are we talking about? He was just first team all defense. Does that not matter? All-star. I'm not saying none of that, okay? He's like, a no, nice little player. defensive player. So it's now not even uh, about smart. Is everyone a first team all defense overrated because they don't score and Thank they don't shoot you. well? <laughs> that no. part. Got him, For Bobby. Me, it's, not, it's not about smart versus Gordon. Would you do it? It's just like be but open that was the only deal out there. Is Rudy Gobert or <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not saying He's they, they need to trade him at, I'm not saying they need to trade him at the deadline. I'm just saying be open to the idea that he is we an are. expendable player. <laughs> Not We're you, but just everybody. Just People, guys, Aaron, guys. If 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 Aaron, if 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 he were a better caliber player, okay, 
then you wouldn't be talking about him in trades First right now. First team all defense last year. Giannis. We understand that. And Derek, and, Derek Jeter won friggin', and Derek Jeter won 10 gold gloves, and he was the worst shortstop in the league, okay? John. It's a freaking award. It's a, it's a designation by media members. It doesn't matter. We've seen John, him. You're just, you're just talking about Marcus Smart right now because you're – you're salty about what we saw from Fournier, and you're thinking, man, here comes like Marcus Smart has turned into the ultimate scapegoat for every single self. Now that's that would, that would even, be even when he wasn't out there, people were talking about Marcus Smart. Like, it's, I don't get it, man. Just wait, I love the fire, and I swear it's great. But honestly, like, if you think I invented my Marcus Smart take tonight, watching Evan Fournier, you haven't been listening to me for the last. No, you're, you're using it as like, oh man, the Celtics missed out on the on a, on a huge trade. Who's the huge trade? You Not missed out. It wasn't Aaron Gordon, so what's the alternative? Not missed out. My grievance is if Smart was really on the table and if, if Smart was on the table and we pulled it back, I think it was a mistake. Number two, I don't actually think it was ever on the table. So because because oh, the reality the is the Aaron Gordon? Who's the I mistake? Think so. I think so. <laughs> I th uh, all right, you can watch him rock number fifty. We'll see how great he looks for the for the freaking Nuggets, and and I'll uh, I'll get you a jersey. There you go, you can rock. That. I think I think yeah. there's a real case with these bad teams, and the Kings a hundred percent think this because I know for a fact that when the Kings had a chance to offer him an offer sheet, and then he went on to have a couple really good years and got better for Boston after that, the Kings were kicking themselves because they could have had him for $13 million a year, and they decided not to go in on that. That's, so there is real interest thing. in him around the league. One of, you're talking about smart? Yeah. So one of the worst – No one offered him anything in free agency. One of the worst-run franchises in the history of sports is mad about that mistake. No, but that's why bad teams want him. They think he can create something in those places, and Look, Orlando's I mean, one of those teams. We went through this already, and it was they basically told him, hey, man, go go find your deal if you think you've got a better one. So you, you, you don't think that a team who had a guy that was demanding a trade saying, I'm done, I'm not playing here anymore, was going to pass up an opportunity to take a guy like Smart who could rev up the young team, I be a leader smart, there, I stay long-term. He could stay long-term in Orlando. The reality is smart and players like him have negative value these days because it's the worst – the worst value in sports is the over is the overpriced middle class. I know, but okay? what's the value of Gary Harris, who's on a three year deal making like fourteen million a year? Well, uh, R.J. Hampton, who's like you know I love him, but he hasn't shown anything yet, and a twenty twenty five pick. Yeah, like it was just I don't think it's ludicrous to think that Boston could have had that for Smart, and you can debate it either way, but I think it was there. I don't think so, but again, that's that's I guess neither here good. nor there. This is a good. This is a good description of the Marcus Smart debate. A lot of differing opinions. A lot of fires. Oh, polarized. that is. That's He's been the face of the show for seven years. <laughs> He's a polarizing player. I mean, there's a lot of people on yeah. both sides of the fence. My take on Smart is this. We haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> my my take on Smart is this, and I'll leave it at that because I don't want to just keep beating the same horse over and over. If that's the saying, I forget. But um, I think. I think he gives you a lot of good things, but I also think, you know, there are games where you just want to rip your hair out. And I think we've seen the best of Marcus Smart. He's a great defender. I'll definitely give him that. But I think he sometimes hurts you in a lot more ways than he helps you. And I also think that Celtics fans over the years, like it's like the folk, like the folklore of Marcus Smart has grown to this magnitude where he's Because become... there's been results though. But, but those guys uh, exist all over the NBA. Like, like that's the thing is like, I mean, he, I don't think he's giving you something that you couldn't get from a number of other players around in the NBA. So if the opportunity is there where you can 
get an asset back or get somebody else that might help you in another way. Yeah. Then an I, asset. I think you do that. He's a, he's a, he's a two thirty hitter that, that, that makes some diving catches in the outfield and gets his Jersey dirty and fans love him, but that's what it Again, is. You, a, you don't, tra- you don't train him for an asset hitter. though. You don't okay. train for an. If you were selling, you would train him for an asset, but they weren't. They were buying. They were upgrading. Now the question is: Was the upgrade the appropriate choice? Could they have used him to make an even bigger upgrade in Gordon? That's going to be hard to tell for a while here. And again, Gordon has been so far on both sides of things that it really was impossible to tell whether that was a surefire move. My question now is: You have Smart. You have Fournier, Brown, Tatum, Kemba. Is there any ball time for Fournier in that group? Like that's the question you do have to ask out of tonight, seeing what he did. It's he's not gonna go over ten again, obviously, but you do have to ask, is there enough ball time for Fournier to succeed? Because I've seen people describe him as a knockdown shooter and a catch and shoot off ball guy. And I think he can work within the flow of the offense, but he did what he did in Orlando this year through significant ball time. I'd say as much as thirty five percent. That's so, a problem here that could be a problem yes that's gonna be that's i think i think that's where the gordon uh, hayward comparisons come into play right because obviously he's not that caliber player or at least you know what what hayward was before he came to the celtics or whatever whatever you fall on that in that conversation but he's that knockdown shot is obviously a big reason why he's here with the celtics because i think with tatum and brown you need someone like that and that's been the biggest hole in that in that starting lineup i mean marcus march isn't that guy so you look at other options and when you look at Fournier, if he's knocking that down, obviously it changes things. But also he has that, like we talked about, what we saw in the first quarter. When he puts the ball on the floor, that dynamic to him, you put him with that second unit, I think it's a it's a good piece to have for the Celtics. It's a solid piece to have. 20 yeah. points per game heading into this one. Obviously, we didn't get to see any of that. But that blend of, of, of both is, is the reason why I think he's here for, the, for, for Boston, for sure. Well, what I'll say you- this. He's got to come off the bench. I, like He cannot get lost in the fold with the starters. He's got to be the sixth man. He's got to have time in these games where the ball is in his hands. Because tonight, like, and again, you could use the excuse that he doesn't know the offense yet. It's his first day here. But he did not get the ball enough by any means. It was just toss-out, dumps. A few transition runs with inexcusable misses on his part. I'm not making excuses for him. But he wasn't set up all that well to succeed tonight. I think 230 hitters a little harsh, but I think I know. I mean, John's been a little little harsh. I think he's definitely a sub-300 hitter if we're talking baseball. He's like a good defensive outfielder. You know, like he – He's like Jackie Bradley. He's like Jr. Fat Jackie Bradley. Fine. If yeah. Smart's, yeah, smart's exactly. Derek Jeter, the Celtics are in good shape. <laughs> that wasn't yeah, the right. comparison, right. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say all that. I keep missing my points, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that, that, that's it on Smart. I guess my thing is just be more open to the possibility of, of, of that. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's become a lot more possible. What? What you look ahead to here and whether it's going to matter or not is the thing that Bernadoni kicked around and we've been talking about forever is Bradley Beal. Can he be a piece in that deal that matters? Who knows? Why? Just as one individual piece. Because if you trade him for Gordon, does Gordon fit into that deal better down the line? Possibly. 
you that, just have to like that's behind, one of the things you have to ask. The idea behind Gordon was theoretically you roll him up into something else, or you unlock something in him that you didn't have or you didn't know you had, and then Jalen becomes the person who you roll into a bigger deal. Not saying that necessarily makes you better. It has to be a great, great deal for you. But the idea would have been now you have stuff you can play with, and now you, without it you don't. And I, who knows? It might it might not have worked out. I mean, the returns. Everyone watching him play in Denver after one game was like, see, Orlando wasn't using him right. If you give him chance, you give him this, you give him that, you're going to unlock another. And that was the everyone who was saying the same thing for the Celtics is you can unlock another level to his game that was lying dormant in Orlando uh, in all those years. So you were rolling the dice on a potentially home run type of asset that you could have had. Kind of fairly cheaply, if you're talking about Neesmith, a pick so or smart. This is, and so you you take that shot. You take the shot at the guy who could be a next level player versus I really like Marcus Smart because he does some things. You know, if that was standing in the way, I think that was a mistake. That's all. So this is yeah. where I do trust Ainge immensely. Is this thing where he has a sense around the league from his connections and just how long he's been around the league of what other teams value other guys as. I still think that's a significant reason he passed on Turner, and you see. Like Indiana has been begging teams to take him for a year and a half and he's still in Indiana. The offers weren't that high for Gordon and the offers weren't that high for Fournier. So from a Fournier perspective, I think he had pretty strong confidence that he could keep him at a fair price and that Gordon wasn't going to be that flippable of an option. And ultimately he goes for a bad first RJ and I know, but the Fournier so, role, the Fournier role on a team that already has two max player superstars, I know, but it's better than Ojale. Should be filled That's by, all that a guy, mattered. by a guy on a rookie contract, uh, not by somebody who you're going to pay. Well, that's 18. true. They screwed themselves with bad drafting. So yeah. that's your problem. Is it's not that Fournier in a vacuum in a non-salary capped sport couldn't have potential value on this team, but the problem is, is you can't be paying these upper middle class dollars to guys who are role players on your team. You just can't do it. The role playing has to be filled by better contracts than that. And again, this is where you're going to run into that problem with smart theoretically. And with Fournier is paying top dollar for middle-class guys. And that'll kill you, kill you. You're going to go flying into the tax with a super expensive team. That's not a title contender. And so, right. This is where the draft swings and misses kill you, kill, absolutely kill you. You don't, you shouldn't need Fournier because you should have Romeo and Neesmith playing the, playing the wing and doing this, but you don't because right now yeah. they're useless. But then, you know? Forget the loss tonight. The Pelicans are a very good team. I know the Celtics really screwed themselves for stretches of this one, but for the last three games, doesn't the team look alive? I mean, they they really just Tatum have did. an energy defensively. Everybody seems alert. And even the Luke Cornett stuff, I know it doesn't matter that much, but the way they've utilized him and gotten some good stuff out of that, like that just seems to be energizing this group. And they seem to have a like spark out of this deadline that they didn't before. They looked ready to die, like, in the weeks leading up to I don't that know deadline. What Luke Cornett looks like every, like, chess opponent in the Queen's Gambit to me. Like, uh, he just looks I like this average guy. He's, He's like 7'11 every, now Every dude she beat in chess, that's what Luke Cornett looks like. You think Luke dude. Cornett c controls the speakers in the locker room? If that dude wasn't so tall, no way I'd recognize him in the streets. No, chance. no way. He's the most nondescript looking guy. I'll yeah. say this: sells that dude insurance. One, I would never recognize him. He yeah. threw he tonight. He threw the best pass Neesmith received all year, and Neesmith nailed a three yeah. off of it. Ooh. So maybe that's a missing piece. Ton lucky Neesmith. <laughs> Wait, is that the one he made? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. That's exactly. 
What's amazing is that's exactly the type of three you would figure he would get three or four times a game being out there. It was it's so just the drive and kick corner three. I'm just stunned. He's he's not able to get a few of those off every single game. It, it's so rare when he gets an opportunity like that, and it should happen all the time. Because who's yeah. who's paying attention to him? Nobody. Yeah, and no a lot of. The, oh, go ahead, Bob. I said a lot of the Celtics passes are looking downhill too. So I mean, like again, Brad Maybe. said. I don't, I don't want to go too far with this because it's two games. Please but don't. Brad Please said don't. they were looking at Cornette for a long time. And I don't know whether you believe that or not, but yeah, you, you do yeah, see yeah. like short roll, defense, three-point shooting. I mean, these are things he does. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no way around it. But then again, it's like, wait, wait a minute, Brad. Well, how many players do you look at for a really long time? Like think about it. I'm sure he's, he's got a whole list of guys that he's been – Thinking, oh, this guy would be perfect here. This guy would be perfect. And sure he's looked at he's looked at everybody in the league for a long time. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. been in the league eight years. Half of them, guess what? They're probably not in the league anymore. So, uh, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? For he was Brad looking Stevens. at Greg Monroe. We know that. You have to remember who's coming from. So this is Brad Stevens, who obviously college background. Yada yada yada. You know, he he watches these guys all the time, even when he doesn't have to. But I mean, Are you look, guys excited about energy? it? I'm seeing energy no. from Cornette. On excited about who Cornette? Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't think – I'll Bogdan? be stunned if we're saying his name in a week. Really? Yeah. I think I there's mean, a chance he's better than Wagner. Which, like, again, what's that matter? But still, I didn't expect that coming in. I thought Cornette was out the door, and now he's, like, really impacting two games. So I'm excited it, for Cornette. Something. Like, like I'm excited, like, when I'm CC'd on an email. Like, it, it, like <laughs> I, I could – like, give me anybody else to talk about on that right now. Dude. Well, you're excited, I mean, right? Good, good, good on him. Like, this is directly to me, so I don't have to technically respond to this. Is that what you mean by that, Jimmy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like, okay, I guess now, what I'll if, read this. What if you flipped out the name Luke Cornette with DeMarcus Cousins, and he did what Cornette did tonight? Like, I don't think People guys, would be through the roof. Guys, he's fired up. Right. Yeah, now you have my attention. <laughs> 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 now you're talking my language. Uh, no, I mean again. Listen, yeah. it's great that Cornette. It's, like it's, it's, it's like a bowl of Cheerios. Like what? That's what all I'm be, saying. It's great to be less play. excited about. You know, like yeah. I think we <laughs> really lost. Yeah. Now I didn't like when Brad put him on Zion. I didn't like when Brad put him on Zion. That was taking it a little too far, but <laughs> yeah, he pushed his luck a little bit there. <laughs> He was like LeBron on Olenek in the uh, in the East Finals. Good on yeah, good on Cornette. I mean, it, it, it's another player that Brad can play over Rob. So I'm sure we're gonna see plenty of them. You know, every every time he every time Cornette hits a shot, I die a little bit inside because I know that's like one less minute we'll get to see Rob out there. So <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. We like again. Cornette they they didn't give they didn't give the Cornette seal of approval, so that's not true. Okay, uh, so. Speaking of Zion, I had a question I wanted to ask you guys. And people in the comments can... can Jason Tatum or Zion, is that your question? Close. We talked about the tandem of Tatum and Brown being the best like young tandem in the NBA before the season started. I think we, we at least put them up there. Would you rather have Tatum and Brown or Ingram and Zion? Tatum and Brown. Zion, Tatum. I'm watching him tonight. Oh, really I... Cool. So Zion impresses me immensely. Who's the best player out of the four? Tatum. And uh, here's why. Is it Zion? 
So Zion, if you watch him tonight, there's those incredible moments. The efficiency at the rim is insane, but he's completely missing the three-point shot right now, which matters, even though he's incredibly efficient at the rim. His playmaking's there, but I'd say it's about even with Tatum's at this point, maybe a little bit better, but the defense, the de- he, he's dancing around, not quite like Neesmith, but he's a little lost on that end, and yeah. the shape. I look at him again tonight. And after his big burst, he has to go take like a flying leap on the bench and take a ginormous breather. Physically, he doesn't look right. Like he needs like to lose probably 15 pounds because he just he carries too much weight. I think it's going to become an injury concern at some yeah, point. He does. Like there's just he, so many red flags. Bobby, you him. realize he's like in the, in his like 65th professional game right now, and he's putting up like historic. NBA I know it's numbers. impressive, like, but crazy, the red flags are. Numbers. I mean, so you're worried about his health, and you're right. His health is your only- and his defense. They're 25th in defense. Again, this is John just said he's like in his 60th game. You can't expect him to be this like defensive stalwart. I know, but he's got to be good on that end. At least. I mean, yeah, is Tatum and Brown is Tatum and Brown light years better than Zion and Ingram defensively? Yeah, well, so. yeah Tatum's a borderline. When he's rolling, he's borderline all defense. I take Ingram over Brown. If it's Ingram over Brown, it's also Zion over Tatum. So I don't know how we're having this conversation. It, it, Brown I mean, was a Brown yeah. was an All Star this year. So. Ingram was sixty, 60 plus games, man. Tatum's got he's he's been around a little longer. He got got more. Uh, yeah, and athletes. make the playoffs, Pelicans. Let's yeah, see make it. The playoffs. It's Come not on. about. I mean, guys. I mean, again, Zion. This is Zion's first year. He's putting up historic numbers. He's a twenty point. You know, fifty percent. All right, plus, you guys. You, know. you guys go go root for the Pelicans. That'll be fun. Bobby, Bobby, that's very easy. Bobby can't have these conversations without getting emotional. Bobby's triggered. Bobby, not, triggered they're twenty-one, really they're 21 and twenty-five. Bobby, they're twenty-one no, and twenty-five, and it's they're better than Tatum and Brown. Why? Because they won this Celtics game. Aren't much, babe. Newsflash, bud. The Celtics record isn't much better. I don't know if you've watched this. I year. think Zion. I know, is like, but we're talking about years of success. He's almost in like that. Like we're talking about who would you rather have? Like, it. Who would you rather have the next ten years? Just wait, fair enough. But right now, if you were projecting, I mean, look again. I would oh, say projecting. Oh yeah, I mean, I put I mean, there's, if you're talking about if they played you're starting to, two, today, I, I, if you're start, I, I don't think there's a GM out there that's taking Tatum over Zion if they had a choice between the two. I mean, I, I, I don't I think, think so. Not. He might not have a star after seven years. We don't know. You know, <laughs> like we have no idea. I, I, it's a projection years. question. You're you're projecting. Yeah, if to Bobby's point, I mean, the health is a huge part of that projection. Like, yeah, Bobby projected negative. Year? Yeah, you guys are projecting the using the flags. Other people might be projecting looking at the potential. It's it's a fair combo. Well, you ways. do have to oh, yeah, you do have sure. to consider the situation too. And I know Boston's situation isn't amazing, but at this point, New Orleans has committed money to Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe. No, 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 stop! You're thinking too much about this. I'm not. I know, but that's why like, you. That's why you guys are limiting the Tatum and Brown potential because you don't think they have enough around them anymore, and this situation isn't going to be great with them here. If they had the like, if we're talking, who would do better with Horford, Irving, Hayward, all that stuff we've seen around them? Nah, we're I mean, literally Tatum taking. Brown- we're literally saying that like every player got, got <laughs> wasn't playing for any team at all, and they're just yeah. sitting there in the middle of a circle, and you get to pick two. Which two yeah. are you picking? Fantasy <laughs> basketball. Okay, that's it. It's it's, it's no no history. There's you're no literally history. you're not worried about. There's no Stephen Adams in Jimmy's hypothetical question. We're taking it too far. Which two players are you taking? That's it. Just All two. Right, and, 
in that case, it's Tatum over Zion, but Ingram over Brown, probably. You think so? That's funny because I have it the other way. I think I take so, Brown over Ingram. Exactly, yeah. But you don't I just, have I, that option. You don't have that option. They they're coming to package deal. So which one is it? I'm taking the Celtics, guys. I, I just said they've proven it to me. But you wouldn't be you if you didn't take him, so I'm glad. Yeah, right. Sorry, right, buddy. I, I just wanted just, you to say you know, it. Disappointing. That, that's okay. It's all right. We're, I we just think Zion's, I think Zion's been anointed a, a little too early. I think we're actually underrating him, believe it or not. And I, I agree with all of your flags. I think he should be I think he should be 30-plus or 40 pounds lighter. Like, yeah. If he's two eighty, he should be about two thirty five or two. He could be. He could lose. 50 no, I, I needed it. Two. That's too skinny. Yeah. No, no that's why he needs that weight. I think. Remember what happened to Perk between like years two and three, and he came hey, back lean and strong. Like Zion, Zion. If he got on a real regimen and a real off season and a real diet, and he shed thirty pounds, he would be re. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Wasn't New Orleans? New Orleans was that, not a great you know place. What? You know what, John? He, he probably will. I mean, once you get in that NBA, you know, you get on that schedule and you get in the facilities and you get on a diet and everything like that. I'm sure they'll tone up some. Definitely. New Orleans, though, mean, uh, that's a tough eating city to fall in. <laughs> true. That's I know. Good point. That is tough. New Orleans, man. No one's in shape down there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone said that when they wow, were talking fired. about his. When they were talking about his know, weight I issues, family there too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> when they were talking about his weight issues coming in in the league, they were like New Orleans. Uh oh, like gumbo, yeah. fried, whatever. It's it's not gonna fried be good. Yeah. yeah. Legit. Now again, I, I I'm actually somewhere in between with Jimmy there. I do think he like the size does benefit him to some degree, but there is a cost benefit there. Like the the Charles Barkley comparison with him is actually pretty valid. Like Barkley just overpowered he was bigger but that played into like the overpowering nature of his game Shaq too like he was too big but that's what made him dominant he's got to find that middle ground somehow where he can like be great for 40 minutes in a playoff series because you can just imagine the Embiid thing happen to him right now like would he be able to go 40 42 minutes in a must-win playoff he has game to lose weight yeah like there's no way that's happening right now and look at yeah. Embiid it took it took Embiid so long to get there yeah till this year yeah and then he got hurt anyway I see more of like a young, like a young Sean Kemp almost, right? More than Barkley. I don't know. I didn't see a whole lot of Barkley. Well, I guess I didn't see a whole lot of Kemp until he was like. I don't want to diminish Zion's potential because what's he shoot like 68 at the basket as a wing? Like that's just unreal. He's Um, the best scorer in the paint in the NBA. And it's like, it's his, you know. It's like LeBron. 60th game. It's 20 points a game just in the paint. Yeah, it's really like LeBron. He gets to the free throw line at will. I think he's top five in drawing free throws. And and the finesse and the hands and the coordination and the playmaking. Like, it's amazing. You're right. Like, it would be frustrating and a total, like, a total, like, bust if he doesn't find a way to get, you know, shave that down and and stay healthy uh, because he could do so many different things. And he might be be an NBA outlier in this era where he'll never, ever, ever shoot threes and still be one of the most dominant players in the league. Yeah, he's like an old school type guy. Guy that Bobby Bobby hates. You know, he trashes the old school game every chance he gets. That's probably why he doesn't like Zion. He wants to see Zion step back and take 10 threes a game. I'd like to take one again. I want to see also Tristan Thompson take one a game. And uh, who else did I want it from? Rob. Yeah, Rob's got to get out there too. Might, Everybody's got to get out there a little bit. Shoot, you don't think they're going to start making him shoot? I think he'll, it I doesn't think he'll matter. Expand his game. It, yeah, but it doesn't yes. matter. 
it, what's amazing. It really doesn't, yeah, right now. He eats up space like crazy. If you play off him, dare him to shoot, he starts coming at you anyway. It doesn't make a difference at all. Those you know, plays are so amazing. He takes the space away from you. It's unbelievable. Like he doesn't he, care guys, if he gets blocked either. Like guys he's not play worried about his like percentages. Crazy. Yeah, Inside he'll go in. Game, he'll go in there, get blocked, <laughs> grab the ball again, and put it right back up. Like he just doesn't. He's gonna go downhill every single time. And that's refreshing. Like if <laughs> the Celtics could really use a little bit of that. Like they don't have anything like that. Yeah, oh, you're shit. right. Maybe they'll. Uh, they they can use a Zion Williamson like type. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can use somebody like that. Oh, like, no sure. shit. Yeah, yeah, of course they could. <laughs> Why'd they go after Fournier instead of Zion? Right. Uh, so Did they take smart. And the other thing about Zion, I like it. He's got a good. That I would, I would love to see something straight for. Yeah, trade so, smart for Zion. Zion. He's got that LeBron tendency of like you know he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to get into a lot of trouble. Was Zion the Kings pick year? It had to be, right? Like, oh, that was just... Oh, from that the pick did, yeah, that pick did not pan out for Boston. Kings pick, Kings pick pick. Those are just disasters. Oh. Um, let me ask you this question off the Zion topic. Uh, what, what, uh, What's going on with Grant Williams' minutes these days? It was just the Zion thing tonight. Still they didn't want to put Fournier on him. Yeah. What are we doing? Brown's out, Ojale's out. I'm not doing that tonight. I, like it was just a situational thing. Yeah, he's stuck. In, he's stuck in what I call a, a Brad Stevens purgatory. Like can't 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 call it. it doesn't know if we're gonna go purgatory up. Purgatory is the best place he's gonna be in. I think. I mean, at this point, I mean, he's still he's getting 20 minutes a game in March, Bobby. It's not like this was a one off. Like yeah, but yeah, Brown was out. Get, like, How much is he still play? averaging 20 minutes? Fournier's here. Uh, Tatum, Brown, Smart. He's not gonna play at all if all of those guys are in. Unless there's a matchup, I think he's, he's important. Play. Yeah, I think he's gonna play. I honestly think he's, he's important. Keep playing, like that energy on defense he's been doing, or just the the, the threat from outside. I mean, he's, he's no, yeah, those- I would. I'd like to see him back at center. Defense. It's like you have to knock down those open looks, and you're gonna keep getting them. He's gonna keep trotting you out there and see if you can knock him down. Now, You'd I would like, like to see him, him back, back at, at center? center. Yeah, because you'll Why? have lineups where it's Fournier, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba. And you'll get your Rob minutes in there, but when Rob goes to the bench, you can go ultra small, switchable, and do what they did in February last year where Grant was in the middle doing a good job. They even did this against the Heat to a decent degree despite the size deficiencies of it. They got good minutes out of Grant at center last year. And I think that's been a big reason he struggled this year is he's had to play on the wing, and guys have gone right around him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think that's when he, he has no cold. real position. I think he had like one game in that series, but that's when he got exposed against the Heat. I feel like it was just a tough matchup in that series. But he yeah, didn't get but better. again, that's would you thing. rather would you he rather have him out out on wings or inside, trying to like prevent guys from overpowering? I, 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 the thing you said earlier, Bobby, is actually the only time I want to see him is small ball five. Yeah, that's that's literally the only time I want to see him out there because of the threat of of shooting. Um, and that's it. That's that I never I. I never want to see him. I hate him at the four when we're. This, when, when, 
this is the story of the 2021 Celtics. We complain about whoever plays because there's no like what were they gonna do? Play Edwards tonight? Yeah, like the only other option tonight was Carson Edwards for minutes or Neesmith playing 20. No, it's just like, when he no started on when he started on Zion, it, it, that's the thing. It's you're like, wait, what? And then you're like, well, who else? You know, it's it's almost more of like this this great dilemma. They it's can't rather, escape them. <laughs> rather than it is an indictment necessarily on on Grant. I, I you looked around the bet, you looked on the bench and you're like, Yeah, shit. I guess it's got to be Grant, you know, like. <laughs> he's the only one at yeah. the four, really, at the table. It's like that Alonzo morning tweet where he's like. He's yeah, he's a- not even on the bench. <laughs> I guess so. Did you guys see? Yeah. Did you guys see where he did That's the That's one jab? of my favorite tweets ever. Did you see him try to jab step and go around Josh Hart early in the game? And Hart no. was just running the other way, like a second later for the layup with the steal. I was like, all right, Grant, shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Hey, is. he tries. He tries yeah. hard. Yeah. Well, uh, who we got on Wednesday? It is. <laughs> hey, how about this? We didn't talk about this. Um, fans, did that have any effect at all? I guess not, right? I mean. I like the, uh, the, the, the bullshit chant was nice or something. Some kind of curse where they had the chant going. I'm like, oh, that? man. Oh, Mavericks yeah. on Wednesday. Great. A little bit <laughs> from Zion to Luca. <laughs> Perfect. We'll have the same debate. I don't know. It's probably we'll good to have some fans back, I guess. I don't know if anyone in the comment section was at the game. Probably not, but uh, but don't worry. Friday come the Rockets. So let's see if they can. You uh, going any games or what? Uh, I thought maybe what? Uh, Joe Sway or Bobby would have been there tonight. Nah. John saw maybe. this coming. Like, nah. Yeah, we're back. We're yeah. back. We're back at the garden later, later this week. Um, but yeah, there uh, we'll be there. We well, made it through really a show without a Rob segment. Later. Someone's asking about the sponsor. Reason I don't want to tell you guys about the sponsor is, um, it's not, I'm not just teasing everybody. I don't want you guys. Don't to go, I don't want you guys to go sign up for it until 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 we're on the clock. So we're gonna tell you about it when it's time, and then we're gonna need then we're gonna need your support. But I do promise something's coming. It's gonna be fun. Uh, and it involves you guys as well. So we will tell you about the sponsor. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Um, just quick once around, uh, uh, guys, final thoughts here before we wrap it. And once again, just tell everybody who's watching, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channels. Uh, you get notified when we go live, sign up for notifications. Uh, tell all your friends about it, post-game show after every game. Uh, we will soon be moving the Garden Report to daily to take us through the rest of the season. Uh, it may coincide with our new sponsor, uh, which is starting next week uh, and get us through the rest of the season and however far into the playoffs we go. And then we'll keep coming at you during the off season as well. Uh, but uh, guys, get final to use th- a first round pick again. Woo. First round <laughs> pick guys. Uh, final thoughts here. Oh, and also like la- la- lots of guests and more, ca- more characters coming onto the show as uh, we get closer to the playoffs as well. Uh, Joe Sway, what do you got? So listen, Celtics fans, I know today was disappointing, but Zion and that dynamic duo the Celtics ran into, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen against Dallas. This one against uh, Luka, look, if the Celtics keep this defensive energy that they've been doing, I, I think they'll be in good shape. I, I don't know if uh, the, the younger guys have, have been pushing. Uh, you know, I, I, we talked about this last game. Like maybe it's just seeing new faces that energize the, that second unit because I'm seeing a difference for sure. And I think it's going to resonate uh, in, in, in the next one, especially with Evan Fournier. I'm sure he's going to uh, make a shot, his first points <laughs> as a Celtic. And um, it's going to be tough, but it's not going to be – I'm not going to sit here and, and guarantee a win or say the Celtics have a great chance of, of, of topping the, 
the Mavericks because if they get going from deep, forget it. It's going to be a long night. So I think the Celtics have to continue with that energy just to have a shot to keep up with the Dallas Mavericks because, again, whether it's Luka, whether it's the other shooters that they have out there, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., they have a handful of guys that can really get going quickly. And the Celtics, unfortunately, we're picking names here and there game after game. We're not quite sure who's going to come through consistently from that second unit. But um, I, I'm going to say if the Celtics continue to play defense the way they've been playing, they'll give themselves a shot. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, actually, even if it's at the TD Garden. So, yep. uh, Jimmy? Yeah, so uh, my couple of thoughts. One, uh, Fournier, hot start, bud. Uh, welcome to Boston. You're lucky that I wasn't, I wasn't a full arena tonight. Um, it's the beauty of it. Get back out there on Wednesday and, you know, try to make that first bucket. Um, secondly, <laughs> secondly, I got a um, little, I guess, kind of com- kind of connected to Fournier since Tice technically had to be traded because Fournier put them over the cap. Um, I got into a Oh, he just touched something. Oh, there goes Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, did you touch something? He's just talking away. You to something. You went like that. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> Big points. Big points coming up. Well, well, <laughs> he set it all up, too, and said everything. I know. It was a good point. setup. Uh, now that's a hard tease. I can't wait. Nobody go anywhere. We're going to get back to Jimmy. Bobby, give me yours. <laughs> well, I was looking for Daniel Tice, but he didn't play tonight for the Bulls. Um. I, I, I'm not taking too much from this one. I like the energy. I thought it was one of those smart screw-up games, but we've seen those before, and he'll probably have some good ones in the coming stretch here. Uh, my take is about the doomsday scenarios about this team, like the Fournier trade makes makes sure they're done for the future and they could potentially lose them down the road. I guess it's all true, but I still look at the season and say there was a real cost to not doing anything. So this still gives them uh, what we've seen, the emotional lift, of having a new fresh face in the room and, you know, the front office investing in them rather than pulling away from them. Raw books inspired Peyton Pritchard has had his best week since he injured his knee. Uh, So some things have gone in the right direction. The next thing to happen for Fournier to get involved in this offense and start thriving for them. So I still think this team, I said that if they could win six out of the seven, in no, home you stand, had an eight-game win streak, Bobby, going. But anyway, he had 14 yeah. games. Either, either eight-game win streak or six out of seven on this uh, seven-game stretch here. They can cement themselves as a playoff team. I still think that's possible here. But it's a tough stretch. Dallas, uh, you're going to see New York on this stretch, Philly. So they got to close Charlotte. these games, fourth quarters. they gotta, they got to cement the leads late. Jimmy, what do you got? What's the last thing you guys heard? Something, something. You set up your Daniel Tice point, and I was going back and forth with somebody, and then nothing. So Fournier, you know, Tice had to be booted because of Fournier's sin. Oh, Tice did play tonight, six points. He's he's still playing. They're still going. Yeah. Right. So I got – I was in a conversation with the self-proclaimed, like, number one Daniel Tice fan. And sure enough, I clicked on his – he had a Daniel Tice tribute. Go on YouTube. It's Fongos on Twitter, F-O-N-G-O-S. Had a nice little Daniel Tice tribute, which I got a couple of laughs at. This guy really is like the biggest Daniel Tice fan in the world. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I, I didn't know there was somebody like that, but credit to him. <laughs> it's a, it's actually a good good YouTube follow, and he's so go check out that video. But yeah, other than that, the Celtics just you know, other than they'll just continue to lose, I guess. So that's what I yeah. They're probably going to lose. <laughs> my, my, mine is on the sunnier side when it comes to the effort. I actually liked elements of it, um, you know, and I liked the way Tatum played tonight. Um, but the frustrating part is, again, just 
the lack of talent on the team prevents them from being able to to Brown to was out. Come on. Exactly. You win you lose one you're short one guy and That's you true. can't and you lose. Like they were out, I I'm not comparing a Brown to Lonzo but like Lonzo's out. You know like Pelicans are missing a starter. Like it the Celtics miss one guy. They've lost their last six games when Kemba wasn't playing, and Kemba hasn't even been playing lights out lately. But they can't sustain it. They're so thin for professional basketball players that we sit here and we talk about why did Grant play so much, and we can answer our own question because the answer is because there's nobody <laughs> freaking else to play. And these conversations are these conversations are depressing and frustrating because again, you're almost like it's that whole trade deadline thing. Like fix it can't fix it there's nothing to trade you're like don't play that guy brad okay who the hell else are you gonna play and it's just this this shitty hey, cycle that if, we're if, in if fournier had seven points tonight they would have won i think yeah. they're going in a good direction and, and, but i actually didn't mind it it's fun to do it's fun to make fun of i actually yeah but he'll he's fine it's it, he's an upgrade he's a professional basketball player it's going to make a difference this was just I mean, comical just, start. I wonder what he said. <laughs> what Brad said about it. He'll get involved, but you're right. From a mentality standpoint, they have to learn to play a little differently. You got to, if you have, and again, you're bringing in another guy who had a high usage rate and a guy who needs the ball in his hands to get, to get things going. And now you're going to bring in, you're going to put him on the court. As you said, Bobby, he might have to play with the second team. Cause what are you going to do? Just have him sit there and watch Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker dribble. Like it's just not the best use of his talents. Um, and it is almost kind of like a Gordon Hayward situation where it's like, I got to reinvent my myself on the fly if I'm going to be playing with these guys because I can't do what I normally like to do. So it makes it makes sense. It makes sense. Um if he plays second unit, initially I wanted to see him start into that kind of three-wing lineup. I don't think that that's the even after one game tonight, I totally agree with you Bobby. He's probably got to play second unit in order to be to get like to maximize maximize his skill set. But Brad I, Stevens Brad Stevens says he has no doubt Evan Fournier will score a lot of points for the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No doubt he will score. Yeah. <laughs> They're <point>. coming. <laughs> it is funny. I get accused of being drunk on this thread. I literally haven't had a drop of booze in like in like four months. <laughs> That's exactly what somebody would say when they're drunk. You see me. I'm drinking coffee. It's not to sober up. <laughs> yeah. I have it. <laughs> he's, he's finally facing the accusations. I was like, wait, is he, someone's like, John's tipsy as F. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, man. I can't do it. I can't. can't. I've, no, I've no bounce back ability anymore. That, that was the old show. I, I don't know. I just think it's, funny. it's funny that they think you're just sitting there just boozing this whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to get up, man. I got to. I'm going to have kids crawling all over me in six hours. You can't do about that. Not only that, but imagine it up for an hour and a half. Like by the end of this show, as a host, that would be impressive, John. That'd be really uh, First of all, we've seen what it looks like when people drink on this show. This isn't it, okay? Oh. (laughs) Hey, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I'll, I'll go. What do we got? A game Friday? Friday that was an Sunday? all-timer. What game was that? The Lakers game? That was a big one too. That he just yeah. came Saturday stumbling in here. Dude, I mean, I'll go back and watch that. I watched that whole video back. I dominated that show. I dominated every point on that show. So, what can you do? Jimmy pulled that back like four times. He always watches it. <laughs> that was a classic. Yeah. yeah. How about this? I will have a drink for every three-pointer Neesmith hits next game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll be, I'll be just as sober as I am now. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going to playoffs. That should be fun. Right. John dropping two gummies at a time. Yeah. That would happen. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it would just be sinking lower and lower as the show kept going. You, you got to be careful with those things when you have kids, man. You, oh, can't, sure. you can't just leave your gummies out. They'll just think it's candy. You can't do it. <laughs> this is nap time. Yeah. Cannot leave your gummies laying around. Um, all right. So that's it. We're back on Wednesday. Um, and uh, and Luca time. who knows? Right. Luca time. That's always fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, Luca drained the game winner against the Celtics earlier this year. Over Neesmith. You're right. Over Neesmith. Over Neesmith. He shouldn't even been in the damn game at that time. Neesmith. This is what we get for John was saying, play Neesmith, play Neesmith. And this is what we get. Yep. Maybe yeah. Romeo. Hey, does Romeo get his first active? You know, he's active, maybe? No. No. <laughs> Romeo will be active and be then Romeo's going to play. Thompson. Like, oh, Romeo's going to play still... six of the most useless minutes of all time. And the whole show is just going to be <laughs> you guys barking at me about it. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to all think right. Thompson's just gone. He's like out in Yeah. Like he's just been. What do you guys think? There's something going on here, right? Or something. He's just he's with the Kardashians. It's like yeah. yeah. It's been it's been three weeks. It's been more than three weeks, right? Yeah, I mean that might be. All we can do is speculate, but there might be something going on there. Who knows? I mean, he's still tweet. He's tweeting like, "Let's go, JT." Tweeted tonight. So like, I mean, like he's still like following. He's still like, you know, watching the games. I guess. I mean, sounds like he. Sounds like he's into it. I don't know. What do you think? You think he's being punished, or you think he's like? I would have thought he was. Again, being how punished. does this work? Brad's taking his minutes. He's using his minutes a, for somewhere else. It's a, it's a, it's a two week quarantine, like ten days. When we're way past that, and even if he was still testing positive, that that's not part because you can still test positive and be clear of the, of the window. So the fact that he's still in it three weeks later really doesn't make much sense. And it's not like we saw him shooting with Romeo or doing anything or even in the building tonight. So yeah, it's and I very hope the strange. guy's okay. I'm not gonna not gonna pretend to know what the hell's going on. But. Yeah, I would have thought it was a conspiracy theory if like Brad didn't rush to his defense and say that the rumors weren't true and like Jalen talking about capping, whatever the hell that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. that is a way to use it. I did that just to make you giggle, Josue. Um, <laughs> You use it as a verb. That was pretty John's, John's, like John's capping every night. I like to play the boomer. You know, I like to I like to play off the stereotype. Um, well, back in the day, back in the day, capping meant a whole another thing, right, John? So it's it's crazy how times have changed. Um, so that's it, guys. We're we're about ninety minutes. That's about as much as we need. So um, thank yeah. you guys for hanging out again. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. Come hang out with us after every game. Uh, we got a ton of them coming up. So we'll be here on Wednesday. Keep coming, man. Keep it coming. All right. Good night, all. Sure.